Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Is Pennsylvania U.S. Senator Pat Toomey. Hi, Pat. Oh, here comes your song. There we, I, I, thought, I, I thought I was going to miss it. Oh, I was, so, <laughs> I was so wound up about today's big news from Washington, I forgot about the almonds. All right. Well, we got it in. I appreciate that, too. It is my pleasure. So I was looking at a story that is written about you this morning in the Philadelphia Inquirer. And it is headlined, Uncertainty Looms for Pat Toomey, GOP, ahead of key health care vote. And I guess the big worry here, Pat, is that the legislation is not firmed up? Well, uh, it's not so much that. The question is, is there any version of uh, beginning the process of repealing Obamacare and replacing it? Is there any such version that can hold 50 votes in the United States Senate? That's what we're going to find out this afternoon. And after seven years of uh, consistently and repeatedly promising the American people we're going to get rid of this disastrous failure of Obamacare and restore and move health care to a consumer-driven process and marketplace, uh, I can't believe that we would be unable to even begin the debate about this topic, whatever the underlying legislation is. By the way, I should point out that whatever version of repeal and replace we would begin to uh, process, it would be open to unlimited amendment. So if one of my colleagues doesn't like the version that is in front of him or her, he or she is perfectly free to offer any amendment and any number of amendments in an attempt to get it to a form that uh, that he or she is comfortable with. So I, I really don't understand the arguments for not voting in favor of beginning this process. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens this afternoon. Okay, so the vote this afternoon would just be a vote about beginning the process. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, it's called. It's a procedural vote. It's called a motion to proceed, and it uh, literally allows the Senate to begin debate and to begin considering amendments to the bill to which we're proceeding. And what Senator McConnell, he gets to decide as the majority leader what bill we will proceed to. Uh, we're going to discuss at lunch today whether it is the House passed uh, Obamacare repeal and replace bill or some other version. But as I say, it's that's not the most important thing because once we have cast that vote to begin this debate, that whatever bill we've gone to is open to unlimited amendment, including an amendment that we call an amendment in the nature of a substitute, which means you strike the entire text of the underlying bill and offer your own bill, which could be completely and radically different. So so this is a wide-open process, and I think we should begin the process. Yeah, but it, it seems like you might be running to stand still on this. Well, we might. We'll find out. You know, we need 50 votes uh, in favor of proceeding to some bill, and with 50 votes, the vice president can take the chair and cast a tie-breaking vote. Uh, Senator McCain will be back, uh, I'm told, uh, at some point today in time for the vote. So so we 
should have all hands on deck, and it's a question of whether 50 of the 52 Republican senators are willing to begin the process of repealing Obamacare. Senator McCain obviously had a very serious operation last week, and he's uh, flying across the country, Pat, to be there. Um, give me your uh, opinion of his his value to the the Senate, the way you see it. And is, is it wise for I, I, neither one of us is a doctor, but it seems very risky to fly somebody who had a very serious operation across the country for this. Well, you know, uh, it does seem that way. Although I, I don't have the medical expertise to to be sure of that, I don't I don't know exactly what the nature of the medical risk is. But I do know something about John McCain. I, I don't know anyone who's tougher than John McCain. Uh, he's 80 years old, I think, um, and he might be the toughest guy I know. Uh, what he has gone through in his life, his resiliency, his determination. Uh, you know, he's a voice that people listen to in the Republican uh, conference in the Senate. Um, I, we don't always agree with John McCain. Uh, I don't always agree with him. But um, he's a very, very uh, sincere guy. He feels uh, very strongly about uh, the, the matters that, uh, that he weighs in on. And, um, you know, he, he's, a, he's a really important part of our conference. I think there will be a very enthusiastic welcome. Uh, when he arrives uh, today, and uh, I hope he'll be with us for a very long time. Okay. In terms of um, the, the very beginning stages of this, the motion to proceed, et cetera, uh, under the circumstances that you'd like to see, Pat, what's your idea for a sound plan forward? We often hear, and you can address this issue because I think it is important, that if the GOP has its way, people will lose their health care. How do you address that? Because when you hear that on its face, it sounds mean. But I remember when the Affordable Care Act was passed, people also lost their insurance. I mean, it just seems to me that that is immediately shoved into the faces of people. They also say, I guess the CBO said that this is going to be expensive regardless. Well, uh, yeah, so you've, 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 got, you've got a lot on the table there, too. First of all, um, what are the goals that I'd like to see us accomplish here? Uh, I, I, I would start by recognizing that Obamacare has failed. Let's, let's be honest. Premiums in Pennsylvania have gone through the roof. They're up almost 130% since 2013 for people who've been forced to buy their insurance through this heavily regulated Obamacare exchange. Uh, people were told something that was not true. They were told they could keep the plans they, they had. They could keep the doctors they had. That was always untrue, and the people who said it knew it was untrue. Um, that's wrong to throw people off the health insurance plan that they were happy with. Uh, today in Pennsylvania, 40% of, of Pennsylvanians seeking health insurance through the Obamacare exchanges have a grand total of one choice. There's no competition at all. They're forced to just take what they can get. So, so this has clearly failed, and what I have said all along is I want to move health care in a direction where individuals and families are making important decisions, not government bureaucrats. So this legislation can take a big step in that direction. We can repeal most of Obamacare, not all of it, just because there are procedural limits to what we can do in the Senate, but we could repeal most of it. We need to stabilize the individual insurance markets. These markets that are failing are going to have to be stabilized as we transition to a, an individually consumer-driven marketplace. 
We're going to allow the expansion of Medicaid that uh, President Obama, that Obamacare put in place, but we're going to do it under terms where the states are paying their fair share and where we put Medicaid on a sustainable path. And finally, we've got to get rid of so much of the regulation that has driven up the cost of, of health care. Individuals should decide what kind of coverage they want, not a bureaucracy in Washington. Those are the four things that I want to accomplish. We won't get it all done in any one piece of legislation, but today we could take a big step forward in the in this direction. Okay. Is it possible that with the, this repeal that we could, I know this is crazy, can we manage to get by without a replacement? Well, what we could do, and one of the options under consideration is we vote for a repeal that goes into effect at a date in the future. Let's say it's two years from now or 30 months from now, some, some defined moment in the future at which time Obamacare will have been repealed. In the meantime, we'd have to stabilize the collapsing insurance markets. But that would give us two or two and a half years to develop a consensus on the alternative. And one of the um, adva- possible advantages to that approach, to is right now there's not a single Democratic senator who will work with us. If it has anything to do faintly with repealing any significant part of Obamacare, they're not interested. But if we could actually pass a bill that changes the facts on the ground, establishes that after a certain date Obamacare will be gone, then I think at some point Democrats will decide they're not permanently out of the business of legislating on health care. You know, they're not going to spend the rest of their career ignoring the challenges that we face on health care, and they might decide to work with us. We might even be able to, at some point, reach some bipartisan consensus, and that would be very constructive. You said uh, in an interview or in a forum, I think it was a forum, that if I'm, if I'm getting this wrong, please correct me, that sure. there wasn't a big desire to get a solution to this problem because there wasn't much of a, a consensus that uh, Donald Trump would be the president. Do I have any of that right? Um, you're not that far off. Uh, what I said uh, during a town hall, a, t- a televised town hall, was that uh, it's extremely difficult to reach a consensus on what you replace Obamacare with. We're watching that right now, right? We're watching this play out. It's incredibly hard to get a consensus among Republicans. It's taken six months working every day, and we're not necessarily there yet. So given that it's that difficult, prior to last fall's election, the truth is most Republicans did not think that Donald Trump was going to win. It was a 50-50 proposition as to whether we'd hold the Senate. And so the likelihood that Republicans would have complete control of the elected government didn't look that high. And so it was hard to get people to put in the incredible amount of, of energy and effort and negotiating to get to a consensus about legislation that people thought most likely would we'd never have an opportunity to move. So that was the point I was trying to make. Uh, it's, it's often been, uh, been repeated in different, and sometimes it's been uh, uh, sort of mischaracterized, but uh, I was simply observing that it's something as hard as a consensus on very complex and very contentious legislation like this. It's hard to get to unless you have to get to it. Well, now we have to get there. In the uh, United States today, Pat, there is a huge media focus on any kind of Russian interference with the 
electoral process uh, vis-a-vis we see with uh, Donald Trump Jr., Jared Kushner, et cetera, right. et cetera. How, how frustrating is this for you? Uh, and uh, have you had any opportunity to hear any of the, the statements that have been made by these uh, individuals? And, and what, what do you believe is happening here? Well, so I think there's uh, multiple investigations underway, right? There's the, uh, the House and Senate Intelligence Committees are both conducting an investigation into the nature of the Russian involvement. Uh, Bob Mueller, the special counsel appointed by the uh, uh, Deputy Attorney General, he is conducting an investigation as to whether there was any criminal activity. I think these investigations should proceed. They should run their course. But no, there's been nothing has been revealed that convinces me that there's been any kind of criminal activity, any kind of actual collusion that has occurred. And so I'm not letting it distract me. I think Frankly, it has been a distraction as a general matter, but for me, it's much more important that we try to reach a consensus on health care, that we move on to tax reform, that we roll back the excessive regulation that's holding back our economy, that we do the substantive things we're elected to do. Let this investigation run its course. If Bob Mueller discovers some kind of criminal conduct by somebody, then by all means, we need to pursue that as appropriate. But I haven't seen it, and I'm not letting this distract me from the work that that i need to be doing hey rob bradford here i have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what i have known for some time baseball isn't boring now i have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show players managers gms and yes even the commissioner of baseball rob manfred it has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices so join the revolution subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring listen on your odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast you'll be glad you did